welcome to another episode of the Scratchcast, the real Scratch Pad's official podcast. Shit, now. Nah. <laughs> What's on? You know when you get tired and you end up nearly falling asleep, but then you wake back up. Ugh. No. Yeah, that's that shit. I hate when that happens. Man, hope, hopefully you'll get through. Get through this time. And if, speaking of, my name is Jonathan Schnabel, aka Tetrastork, and join me as our Don East. I was busy napping. Too faithful. Hey. And Rack Attack Force. Rack. Wow, this show's probably going to suck more to the NYCC podcast. <laughs> well, either way, tonight on this episode, we discuss the new, the three brand new adult animations that debuted in the past couple of weeks. MTV's return to animation with Beavis and Butthead and the, a brand new show in Good Vibes. And Fox trying to avoid must-set TV with Alan Gregory. You mean Seth, you mean Seth MacFarlane domination? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that would be must-set TV would be if it, NBC actually hired him. And, they wish they could hire him now. Eh. And also, we'd be trying to do a new Bizarro segment. Which we try to alleviate the fact that we probably won't be doing news anytime soon or have a regular news segment. Mainly because we're recording this three days after the NYCC podcast just finally debuted. Yeah, we kind of suck on timeliness. So, why don't you guys get started on, um, Beavis and Butthead? Oh man, I was looking forward to this for ever since it was announced. I was uh, cautious, I admit. I mean, after all, in recent years, these revivals didn't really turn out to be. In recent. Sorry about that. Background noise from uninvolved beings, uh, anyway. Hello! Welcome back. Uh, can we just start this this line over? Uh, yes. I was looking forward to this since uh, it was announced. I admit I was skeptic. I mean, in recent years, these gold animation revivals didn't really do well. Family Guy, Celebrity Deathmatch, Futurama even. Yes. They all come back and they, don't, they just come off as shadows of their former glory. Then I saw the Comic-Con preview of Beavis and Butthead and... Beavis' voice sounds different, but other than that, this was fucking solid. Although it's still the the same person voicing both of them, Mike Judge. Well, he's gotten older, so... Yeah. But he's back on it. He, after taking... After self-canceling his show back in 97, after, you know, a few seasons and a movie. Seven seasons? Both. And all neatly... Moving on to do King of the Hill, Office Space, Idiocracy. I think one other movie. And then The Good Family. Which, and the occasional 
newest thing was Beavis and Butthead, like when they appeared on the VMAs and even doing like the same for Jackass 3D. Oh yeah. It's like he, even though he may have left his most well-known creation, he never left them. In a sense. And it's good to have him back. Have the characters be back in a regular 30-minute format. With, in which case, you then see the original 90s cartoon animated Beavis and Butthead. It was essentially two animated shorts, but each were interspliced with um, a segment. Yeah, a segment which Beavis and Butthead critiqued music videos. This, it still remains that format, but instead of just music videos, because MTV hasn't been about music videos since 1990, they have started to splice they started marking other stuff at MTV shows. Like, like Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore, True Six, Life, 16 and Pregnant. Yep. I think this is a brilliant move on the part of, of Judge since it attracts the people that like Beavis and Butthead. And they hate what MTV has become, so seeing Beavis and Butthead ridiculing Jersey Shore that the like is fun. It's the only way I can watch Jersey Shore. <laughs> You're well, lucky, Tim. Remember, let's be honest here. MTV has not been about music videos or music since 1990, and part of that blame could be Beavis and Butthead. Well, at least they put music videos into it, and... It's most funny that Beavis and Butthead was mo- is mostly just social commentary on Generation X. Yeah. But the thing can be said about True Life in this in the sense about the in TV generation, which I found strange because I didn't think they would actually go and touch True Life because that's one of the more well respected MTV shows. Been going on for about de- over a decade. He can stand. They can just ridic- I don't know. They. I read someone on Tunes was saying they, that True Life should be off limits since it dealt with serious issues, but I think they're going after the ones that aren't as heavy hitting. Because one episode de- they the paranormal, <laughs> and the other one's a guy with a porno addiction. Like you can't help but <laughs> I know for a fact there's some problems with that, but yeah. Porn, 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 porn. What's pornography? Uh, I think that's like the study of porn. Well, this man is a pornologist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but they still do music videos, though, for the record. There was that freaky video in um, episode one that was like, had like this one-year-old be scared off by like monsters and freaky monsters. And it's like, oh, wasn't that the MGMT music video? No. Nah. Uh, that sounded too... Was it? Well, you know, that segment started off with, and this is something that really pleases me, Beavis yelling, Fire! 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 For those who don't get it, in the early 90s, Beavis and Butthead was accused of inspiring a uh, kid to burn down her parents' trailer, even though the parents didn't have, have cable... <laughs> so, in, in strict censorship, 
Beavis and Butthead can make as many jokes about about sex and other things as they want, but Beavis can't say fire. <laughs> but yet. And, the, and that's like the first music video segment of the revival has Beavis yelling fire and he's excited. I like the whole commentary is like the whole you're you're like how they like you had to be a bad parent for even exposing putting your child in that music video. Because <laughs> like, hey, you're only like one. Put you in the video anyway. <laughs> it's uh, like all sorts of traumatic things. In terms of what? The show itself, it felt like the show never left air. Uh, there might be some stuff in terms of technology advancing, like Peterson Butthead has a newer TV. I thought it still looked the same. It... No, this looked like... Uh... In the second episode, it looked the same. No, I'm pretty sure the TV in the old series looked less looked, looked crappier, and this looked more... Like... A bit more high-end uh, it still looks, looks like, like crap. I like my TV in my bedroom right now, actually. I don't know, I still saw, like, an antenna on it. No, I thought those were receivers, man. There was a receiver, receiver and maybe an antenna that's been... No, <laughs> no one is taking a piss, too. At least I hope not. Alright, next, I'll put that in the chat box. Continue. That would oh, be man. me. Oh, yeah, they also did discuss the whole Kitty Perry's firework video, and that Beavis did like it. Yes. And we get to see the return of this one animation using the music videos of Beavis kicking Butthead in the groin. That's another thing about the music video segments. They tend to use, like, the old 90s stock footage of them talking. Some shots. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. That was kind of the sore. It's because part of me wants to see Beavis and Butthead in HD, or at least in widescreen, not have the black bars in the left and right hand corner. But yet, it's still four, four to three in the ratio. I guess this could just be Mike Judge wanting the show to be like it was back then. Because you look at somehow some characters talk, they still, you know, when a character talks in Beavis and Butthead, it just like some things kind of change, like the hair. Yeah. But, like, some things don't stay, still stay the same. It's like they're still wearing Metallica and ACDC shirts. Oh, my shirt is something else. Like, it, it doesn't say Metallica. I guess it's copyright reasons. I, I don't know. Well, I know they changed, like, Death and Skull on the abortion dice. Winger! That's oh. Stuart. Yeah. yeah. But he's still wearing that Winger shirt. <laughs> Even in that preview clip, he still wore it. But speaking of, let's get to the uh, topic of the the four shorts that were aired in the past two weeks since we, at the time of this recording. Um, the first short back was them commenting on Twilight. You saw oh. in the theaters watching the third Twilight movie and just making an ass of themselves. I love when Beavis asked if Bella was a zombie. <laughs> and it, it, it does capture the look of the twi- Like, Christian Stewart's, like, naked look. Of, like, naked open mouth. Uh, 
She should be on 16 and pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And then they decided that, hey, oh, they... love the vampire werewolf stuff. They should become vamp- vampires and werewolves themselves. So they scowl like this, uh, I guess it's like one of those outdoor malls they have nowadays. They found a hobo. Find a hobo they, that bit them, and then they get infected with a shit ton of STDs. Hep, hep A, hep B, hep C. And God knows what else. Yep. <laughs> I forgot what all the other, because they showed at the very end they were at the uh, hospital, you know, recovering. It's like they do list off every single ailment they got, but it's... Oh, yeah, and it turns out they failed. Go fig. I, I love the part when Beavis tries to howl like a wolf, only the clock coughing, like, ow! <laughs> that was funny, classic. <laughs> and then the second ep- short after that was Crying. <laughs> Which, if I had caught Beavis crying. While watching The Bachelor. <laughs> and it was like, Beavis... I think Butthead gave him a hard time. Yeah, Butthead just... That's the whole segment, just the whole segment. Butthead just talking about how Beavis cried one time on an accident, no less. Follow the... He, go ahead. Because there was an onion in Beavis's chili dog. <laughs> I like the very end of that that segment with the... Uh, yeah. They trims go 80 years le- like. 70, 80 years later, and it's like they're in a nursing home together. The design for Senior Citizen Butthead changed because I saw some of the earlier ones. He looked like. He looked kind of like the Butthead's implied dad from the movie. Yeah, it kind of does. The head does. Well, in, in the episodes that showed, like uh, this one episode of Eves and Butthead, they sneak into a nudist camp and see all of these naked people, and they're just so astounded by it, they imagine themselves like 80 years later and being interviewed about the high point of that life, and <laughs> old butthead looked different. Okay, that was just an observation. Yeah, well, yeah, what's that, that made for the movie? Yeah, and... I like the fact that even when they... Even when Butthead dies, it's still like. He was still debating. Is this your piss? No, that's water. I told you. I swear. <laughs> I'm... Oh are you going to start doing potty humor now? Why not? It's Beavis and Butthead. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that was good. I am the great card, honey! Sadly, that wasn't a part. Sadly, that wasn't this week's episode. Yeah, or the quote polio episode everyone's talking about that's coming up. But yes. let's let's talk about this week's installment. Which was everyone. Which is um, they still try to pick up chicks again, but but inspired by by pop culture. In other words, old timey stuff. Where it's like you had to take your hand. Like people saying, I will take your daughter's hand. 
and there was some butthead sync for the back of left for lack of better term that they think that means asking the dad if their daughter can give him a hand job. Yes. So they went to a neighbor's house to ask for their daughter's hand, despite the fact that she is also dating someone else. And we can see the return of Tom Anderson. Yeah. Who actually supports Beavis and Butthead on this quest. Because he doesn't know better since, you know, the guy keeps hiring Beavis and Butthead to do stuff for him, even though they keep messing up his house and he has no clue what they look like. Yes. But eventually it leads to a fight with between the girl's dad and Tom Anderson. And, and the guys realized that they didn't need the girl's hand, but they had their own hands. <laughs> oh, that's... Simple tense. And in the final... In the second half, we had a... Them going to a... What was supposed to be an abandoned um, drive-in, but... It turns out to be a tech support place. And... Yay! Beavis and Butthead get to interact with modern day technology! (laughs) Well, well, the show did last long enough for doing an episode of Beavis and Butthead forcing Stuart to look on a uh, library computer. Yeah, for... Caffeine free, Dad. Like, like, uh, using the library's computer to look up porn... And they still did in this episode. <laughs> yeah, they did, but I just want to tell something now. And this kind of reminded me of two episodes of the classic Beavis and Butthead. I can't believe I'm actually saying that now. Uh, what's the uh, hard sale where they get hired as telemarketers and screw around? And one of them ends just using it to call a sex line. <laughs> And there's one called uh, Temporary Insanity, where they get accidentally hired as temps, like they're mistaken for some, and... Hmm. No. You will soon gain something you have always desired. Sorry, you're... Hopefully I know what that might be. Uh, anyway... I like the fact well, they messed... Oh, go ahead. Uh, and Temporary Insanity had... Had them, uh... Getting high and just screw around in the office. At one point, Butthead prints his butt like, uh, would you like to have a copy of my butt? <laughs> and they're going to revisit that cop- the copier machine. <laughs> Eventually. and Yeah, this is the exact same premise. Beavis and Butthead get hide in the walk office. They I don't think they get this... hired. They just barge in. and They just walk in and... Yeah, you're right. You just walk in, just assume. And it's just like they get hired because they apparently keep did a je- the je- proper job of keeping the people on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I was at one point. Do you have matches? Have you tried boning it? <laughs> I like the whole. I feel sorry for that t- actual tech support guy. <laughs> like. He's getting advice from Beavis and Butthead. And he accidentally caused the power in Highland to go down. <laughs> Beavis uh, and Butthead walk off with his computer. 
It's also amazing the fact they found they actually got to the porn before the power went off. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Lonely Housewife Six. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but it feels good. It's good to have them back. It's it didn't feel, it felt like they never de- never gone in the first place with these two episodes. And uh, I'm looking forward to some of the the new ones in the preview, like one where they're test driving a car. Do not <laughs> do not go in reverse. Uh, okay. Like we. Uh, and the one that was previewed at Comic-Con. Holy Cornholio, that... I hope there's more to it than that. Because it feels like the whole segment has been revealed because of the previous stuff. And the guide only lists that episode as... Hopefully it's like a 30-minute epic. Oh, man, that would be insane if it was. The only, the only episode I know that was pushing Saudi mids was uh, Citizen Butthead, where the president visited, the President Clinton visited Highland High, and the series, the former series finale, Beavis and Butthead are dead. Oh yeah. Oh, I, the I think the Christmas special was also one. Even oh yeah, the seconds. Christmas and Halloween specials. The even Halloween special, which had kids dressed up as Power Rangers. And the Christmas special, even though it had two separate shorts, it was felt like one long segment because in her splice was Santa Butthead and Reindeer Beavis. Um, Toon, any thoughts? Um, good to see him back. It's like... Because I know you and Rack were, were like... Like, yeah, Beavis and Butthead was kind of before my time away. I was too young to watch it. There's no way my old will let me watch MTV. Yeah, I'm a 90s kid, but all, all I can remember is something like 2004. But like you were that, that, born in the 90s. I was, born in, I was born in 94, so. 96. Yeah, and like we were born. Donna. I was born in 89. I, I only watched Beavis and Butthead during Revon. And I was born in 84, so it was, like, around, like, literally the around time I was actually growing up and actually remembering stuff. So it's good to have them back. But it's also a point where, besides acknowledging the old, you have to bring in something new to the table. And hopefully... Because, like, there hasn't been a new MTV animated project since, like, what, 2006? With, uh, the M- failed, with a bunch of failed MTV2 shows? Like, um, Chico and Guapo and, um, the Celebrity Deathmatch revival. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Those were Don't the last. mention that. But those were the last things MTV's animation division did. And I can't imagine why it went barely up. For about a few years. And now, today we have not not just a revival of Beavis and Butthead, but now a new show in Good Vibes, which follows after Beavis, Beavis and Butthead. And from what I can tell, it's... Well, from the episode I watched, it felt like they were trying to do Family Guy with 
teenage suffer dudes. Yeah, it kind of feels like that. There was a bunch of, you know, cutscenes, like, especially involving the beginning with, um, the main character's, um, Mons, early jobs, like, yeah, I work, I work the pole, and it's like, shows scenes of her with a pole, but not doing, <laughs> like, what we was there. There's still a bad, there's still a bad innuendo. Yeah. Honestly, the second episode did proved a lot. I haven't watched uh, the second episode yet, so... It's good. It was the, um... Father Del Toro's uh, Spring Break episode, with, where they established how Floatopia. Hmm. But, uh, to get back to where we are, uh, Good Vibes, it's a 30-minute, you know, serial animated, you know, animated series, um... Traditionally animated, it's stars on um, two surfer guys. One, one, the main character being Mondo, a big fat kid from Jersey who moves, who he and his mom, played by Debbie Mazar, moved to Playa del Toro, which I think is California. Yep. And eventually he ends up with the meeting a um, his best friend. Um, at that area, um, what's his name? Oh, it's a white kid with an af afro, and he's played by Adam Brody of the OC. And eventually it involves them growing up in there. Uh, yeah, it's... Okay. Woody, a down-to-earth outcast, who is apparently his, you know, Woody, yeah, the white, skinny white kid with the afro, his, um, dad runs, pretty much is the father of Toro's, um, business magnet, owns almost everything, and his, um, sister was the star of 16 and Vichy, an TV show. But eventually, you know, Mondo falls in, will encounter his crush in Gina, who's dating a a um, jerk in Turk, and has a hyperactive younger brother named Watska. And there's also a um, beach bum named um, Lonnie. Is that the guy who just smokes pot all day? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I watched, like, the... Um, there was, like, a free behind-the-scenes look at... A sneak peek at um, Good Vibes that I found on Xbox. Uh, it, I was amazed at, like, you know... Wow, these are actually some of people I actually know voicing the Pete cast. Um... I said, Woody is voiced by Adam Brody, who was in the OC as the nerd. Um, Babs, Mondo's mom, is voiced by Debbie Mazar. Uh, Gina is voiced by Olivia Thrillby. Turk is voiced by Jake Busey. And Anne Tudyk from Serenity 
And Firefly is one of the voices. I... Yeah, let's look for the CD. Yeah, he's actually Lonnie. Wow. Alan Tudyk is, um, Lonnie. Also, looking at the IMDb, you got, um, voices of, let's see, Kari Walgreen is, um, Milan, the, um, Woody's sister, um, and Danny McBride is Mrs. Teeth, the big fat woman that's also, like, a, their teacher. This is odd. Honestly, I, you know, the pilot, uh, back on topic, man, I'm the only one explaining this. Pilot sets up everything, but I think the second up, second episode was a lot stronger. And that, um, the, the spring break, they, it turns out you can't do anything out on Playa del Toro after spring break 92, which was when Bab showed up and actually showed, flashed her tits. Language. <laughs> and it doesn't have any sense, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, uh, that's fine. But, um. So, and it turns out you can't drink on the beach, you can't do anything on the beach that is remotely illegal until they found out if you go about 20 feet offshore, you're technically in international waters. So they grabbed. So Woody, Woody Mondo and um, and Watska grab a few floats and grab some alcohol and float it off and establish their own island um, nation and flotilla. And also claim Jamaican, claim that they're in, in the land of Jamaica, where there is no drinking limit. And eventually they established this island like spring break party. With alcohol, jello shots, and eventually corporate sponsorship getting corporate sponsorship and somehow everything deteriorating into John Goslin making a special guest appearance and performing some on the on Flotilla. Don't know what he was performing because even Woody was questioning that. It felt a lot stronger. And there is actually a Power Ranger reference in there. Really? Yeah, Watska dressed up as um, the yellow Power Ranger in one scene. Mm. Yellow Mighty Morphin. <laughs> he gives an excuse. I like it. It's, it's actually... The second episode I felt was a lot stronger and more interesting than the first episode. So that is a good sign. Because you can't tell much about the pilot, and you know, even with a good pilot, things could go downhill. This one, it actually looked, the second episode actually kind of improved a bit. And that's, a, and that's actually saying something. Oh, that's good to know. Because I know you want, I, know, I think you're the only, you and I are the only ones that watched it. Kari. Um, yeah. Did you watch it, Toon? Watch what? 
Good um, vibes. Um, no. Okay. And, well, like I said, it's a good show. It's Really? I thought it was going to be a bad show. Well, the powers have met, but the current genre powers kind of, improved. That's why I kind of passed on it. It's like I figured my brother doesn't look that good and it will probably be cancelled within the year. It probably it, will. Probably. One of those wasteless shows. Because this is, you know, MTV and Viacom in general. They don't... With their adult stuff, like with even with Comedy Central, things don't usually last a year. If it's you know new and some, and doesn't attract heavily quickly, but you know look at all the um, stuff you know MTV and Comedy Central have canceled in the past. Paying um, a lot. Well, you know it's pro- it's good. At least it good vibes leaves a good taste in our mouth. As compared to the other show. Oh no! No. Oh. Oh, God. Yes, we got to address the third show on the docket. Alan Gregory on. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> In case you're wondering, Alan Gregory premiered last su- Sunday as of this recording, and is co-created and stars Jonah Hill as the most pretentious seven-year-old in existence. That's an actual tagline they said. And they did it in a way that you really want to kill this kid. You really want to take him to a back alley and beat the hell out of him. Seriously. It's like every you know why some people hate certain liberal movements? It's because of the people who represent it. Because they are literally douchebags. Does he sound from his surprise? Alan Gregory looks like <laughs> that little deep back. Alan Gregory sounds like Camille's surprise. Jonah sounds like. No, I don't think I don't Alan Gregory think it sounds like that. No, not Alan Gregory, Jonah Hill. Oh, Jonah Hill. Does Jonah Hill sound like Jonah? Does, hmm. You think Alan Gregory sounds like Tomato? No, Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Uh. Uh, but either way. Maybe. Alan Gregory is one of those, is the stereotypical liberal douchebag, and actually so is his um, biological dad. I hate him. Okay. That's like the first second I saw him, I knew I was not going to like him. I gave him a chance, but, ugh. Yeah, okay, the sub is this, you know, Alan Gregory's seven years old, he pretty much did everything. I actually don't even know if he did everything. They never make that clear. Well, he, it's like he says he wrote a play that he tried to submit to the Tonys. But it was shot down because no one would accept that, you know, a seven, a, uh, they wouldn't accept something that was performed in his house and not, you know, on Broadway. And his dad, and he has two gay dads. Well, not necessarily. The the bald guy is gay. The the other dude is uh, some straight guy that actually has a family, but he was paid off and is first to live with. What? Yeah, the 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 gay dad paid off the straight dude to be like his husband. It's oh, now I hate him even more. I gave up seventeen minutes. That was a whole. That what you know, that you explained that later on when he, he was trying to convince. 
and go back to school. That was the story. Cause but, oh man, but it's like he gets shit on by Alan and his, yeah, and the and Alan's biological dad. It's just, just move on. Go back to your family. Go, and if you're gay, still go. There's a better catch than that. <laughs> I didn't finish this. I admit, before recording, I tried watching this. I just lost interest. And I'm the guy who sat through Wootsort. That says a lot. I gave up after, like, the first segment, but still ended up watching it all the way through. Ugh. I like, actually had the strongest just go and watch something else. I wish... Oh, uh, this close just just shutting the closing the tab and just going to watch like a YouTube video or something. Yeah, well, like the thing. Okay, continuing on with the plot, it's just ugh. It just get worse it, because it's it's your standard fish out story. This potential sort of brat has to go to elementary school. Public elementary school, mind you. Yes, public elementary school, because that's important. And, of course, he doesn't fit in because he's a potential asshole. And... He hits on his principal. He hits hit on his 60-year-old principal. He's I'm going to his ignore that. That's a question on his 60-year-old principal. God, that is just... I want to, I want to kick him. This is the worst. And the only thing is how all the adults have, well, a lot of them, adults that actually have any real power in the show anyway, kind of bow down to this little kid. I mean, the teacher and the principal really like him for good reason, but the superintendent is just wants to satisfy this kid's every little need. Especially when they, they got brought in by that um, other guy. A guy who looks even do like a douchebag and bag with a sweater wrapped around his um neck and it's like, yeah, you do not mess with the the Lapron, the Lampreys. But it's like, oh god, this is like, it's just. The, I try to support this because it's not a Seth MacFarlane show. But at least you get some enjoyment out of Chapman Farm show. I mean, Broken Dad is good, but Funny Guy can be funny. I haven't watched Cleveland show, so I can't really vouch for that one. A lot of Seven Farm stuff is actually entertaining. This show was not. Although I heard that um, this week's Family Guy, uh, this past episode week's Family Guy, the same day that they debuted the uh, Alan Gregory, was just as bad. Yeah, I hope people hate it. Yeah, it's like um, it revealed Quagmire was more of a rapist, I believe. Well, at least Family Guy has a lot of track records when it comes to good, bad episodes. Then again, this show just starts, I can't really hate it that much. I mean, I still hate it, but I can't hate it that much. It might improve in the second episode. Who knows what the second episode will bring, but it's like the first episode, it's putting me off badly. It's... Yeah. It's... Why isn't American Dad on there? Who knows? Seriously, why does the Cleveland show keep getting passes? I don't know. 
Cleveland. It's Cleveland for Family Guy. That's does anyone, does anyone even watch that show? That's I don't know I anyone who watches that show. What show? Cleveland, the Cleveland show. show. I used to. Did you watch Alan Gregory? I watched a little bit of it. Did you hate it? I, I stopped watching it. Yeah, I hated it, but I stopped watching it when he was with that teacher and he like wanted to have sex with that teacher. <laughs> oh. Yes. oh my god, that scene. It's like... Oh my gosh. I... I tried my best to make sure that I want to go to Offended on Dramatica is better than that. Offended is a palate cleanser compared to that. I was a... I always look up questionable pictures on Pony Boo, and that seems like a something more cl- cleaner than that. <laughs> I think I'll never listen to In the Air Tonight the same way again. Thanks, assholes. I think the only real backbone character in this show is the straight dude that's kind of fucked into our relationship. He's only and a little guy actually like. Don't forget, also I think the adopted daughter. The adopted daughter, and she's, I don't know, just... What have you? She's not very interesting. But it's like, you can't hate her a lot. You can't hate her a lot, since she hates the main character just as much as the viewer does. But her head is huge! On the plus side, the series premiere only attracted 4 million people. How much is the... 4.74 million people according to TV by the numbers. In other words, it did better than Cleveland Show, but it did worse than Family Guy and The Simpsons. Well, it did better than Cleveland Show, so that's something. But I still got crushed by the Sunday Night Footballs. Yeah. Everything is crushed by Sunday Night Football. And Once Upon a Time and 60 Minutes Amazing Race. Wait, they still, <laughs> they still air that? Yes. It usually overlaps by football. Wow, I football had no idea they still had new episodes of that. I thought that show ended like when I was minutes? six. 60 Minutes or Amazing Race? Amazing Race. That's Emmy winning, so it's still going. I have I had no idea what was still going on. I thought it ended like years ago. That, no. That's that's amazing. Wow. Big Brother's still going on. It is. Big Brother's usually a summer thing. Well, I'm learning a lot today. I learned that this new Fox show is complete crap, and Amazing Race is still running. What you used to hear most of the time. Well, that's the room for, um... Yeah, also, um... Alan Gregory's, um, rating with, um, adults 18 to 49 is only a 2.4. Which is still horribly low. Yeah, it's... Skewed decent, I guess. So uh, they did compared to The Simpsons, which had a four point So did Alan Gregory do good or bad? It, 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 it did decent. Decent <gasps> if it's cable. 
when broadcast television on Sunday, it is did worse than. Well, it got better things than it, the Cleveland show, which still gets you new for seven, some stupid reason. So. It did the 7 p.m. repeat of the Cleveland show and the 7:30 p.m. repeat of the Simpsons. Oh, I hate Alfred. That's how bad it did. It, but oh. who knows? This is from the same. Also, it's strange that the same animation studio that did Bob's Burgers, which I heard is good. Yeah, I really need to get around to actually watching that show. Oh, what? I don't like it. <laughs> well, you hate almost everything, so. Yeah. I don't hate almost everything. <laughs> oh, my God, I've lightened up on Young Justice. I'm enjoying that show now. I haven't watched this show in so long. Here, guys. Uh, let's move on transition to stuff like we, because we're I'm going to we're going to now eschew a traditional news segment because this probably won't be as timely as we thought it would be. No offense, Rack Attack. We are, but we're going to try to do something different than you know a traditional news segment and discuss you know about stuff that's more recent or what we've read, what we watched. Just all around stuff. But, like, you mentioned Young Justice, uh, Don. What, how good is, has it improved? I'm actually giving a shit about it. Which is incredibly huge, which is why I must watch it right now. Actually, when I told the mayor that you actually like the show now, he actually flipped the hell out. Really? Yeah, she was like, what the hell? Was there a new episode on tonight? Yes. Oh, dang it. God. But, um... Trailer Christ. This fucking shit, man. <laughs> I hate shipping. I got no more. Yeah, but it's like... Okay, so... How good did the plot improve of it? I, that's not what I wanted to talk about on, on the podcast, though, you know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, let's move on to another thing, okay. Okay, so you want to talk about Spider Island. Yeah, I actually liked it. This is the best um, Spider-Man, <sighs> better event comics of the year, to be honest. Okay, Spider Island is the is the big event this year for the Amazing Spider-Man. It spanned issues six 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 through to six seventy three. With and so essentially from July thirty first to about this past week. Wait, it's really it August. Month. Amazing is released twice a month. But, um, essentially, the plot is everyone in New York City gets bit by these mutated, like, these infected spider bugs, and they all gain spider powers. And so you have an entire population where, you know, where it's essentially great power and no responsibility. 
even Peter Parker's girlfriend, uh, Callie, got bit by the bug and is, has powers. And so you have, and it turns out the whole thing is partially the Jackal's fault. And he has, you know, two big giant man spiders now walk, acting like bodyguards. And so, with everyone causing, and he sent a bunch of, a, in the first issue, like, issue 677, 667, um, a bunch of um, uh, thugs were given every Spider-Man costume known to man. You know, like from this, the amazing, the clone, all the clone suits, black costume, future foundation outfit. I think maybe a couple of um, of like all other suits, and they all like start terror, like causing a ruckus in New York and. Mary Jane's kind of crosshairs for a bit. It's like she says, "Okay, if this is the clones again, I'm heading back to LA." And so, with all that rockets coming along, every single superhero from you know the Avengers and the X Men, Spider Girl, Feng Shi, Oak and Dagger, and others, all come in. And the Future Foundation, okay, the old Fantastic Four, come in to help, help contain the fire, contain New York. And it's up to Peter Parker and Spider to figure out what is going on. I love the art story. He, Dan Slott did a good job writing it. He, he does a lot of good numbers in um, giving wink, wink, nudge, nudges to um, to continuity. He even gave Mary Jane Watson a good, decent amount of story. And, um, what else? And Humberto Ramos' art just works with the series. It, it's like, if it's an action-packed Spider-Man comic, which Spider-Man is, his art matches up, is a, the definitive, one of the few definitive looks of Spider-Man. In that universe. It... It was good. It was fun. It ended with Peter Parker winning. Although the epilogue did kind of shift. Decides to um, shift over like a bunch of things. And try to set up for the future. Like Kane being the Scarlet Spider. Yes, Kane is back. And also Peter Parker and, and Callie breaking up. Yay. But she know, knows Spider-Man's secret identity now, mm. and that the um, the mystical re that Doctor Strange's mystical powers, which is the which because of which is now the reason behind um, everyone not knowing Spider-Man's secret identity, besides you know the devil doing it. <laughs> now kind of lost a lot of traction. And now he could learn... So people can now learn who Spider-Man is if they just, you know, pay attention to me. It does a good... It is a good story arc. I liked it more than the New 52 a whole lot. It's just fun. 
action. It, it has a good amount of comedy, a lot of action, and you could easily follow through without having to read like story arcs, like you, any of the uh, Spider Island tie-in books or um, any backstory. I know how you know. I know how some of you aren't Marvel fans, but or comic book fans, or want to spend four bucks a comic. But it was a good comic, and it makes me and it made me like Spider-Man again. So I was yeah, glad. If, if it actually comes out as a trade, I'll pick it up. Was <laughs> like I want to see where this is going now. So. I just want to bring up that, and also, Wolverine the X-Men is awesome. <laughs> the comic. But I've already explained that on Twitter, so. Okay, so it seems like our next item on the list is... Wait, 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 wait. you mean to tell me I got chips of the tone I was supposed to talk about? No. You go ahead and discuss real Ghostbusters. Okay, yes, yeah, over. Oh, shit. What happened? <laughs> Get out there. Fucking Did you like fall out of his chair or something? No. These fucking headset has it. <laughs> God, if I see another fucking picture of some fucking fucked up pony pick of Pinkie Pie and Waymond has to pick us humans and. Fluttershy is some un- unholy abomination of a dog and a, a pony. I'm going to <laughs> kill somebody. Oh, God, yes. I'm going to hunt down who that person is and <laughs> make sure that he will sh- sh- cut that shit out. Hey, watch him out. <laughs> you always said, like, a huge thing. Uh, you just said fuggity fuck, fuck, fuggity fuck. So it doesn't even matter what he says now. Yeah, so I could just play fucking hand palace from DNC. Okay. okay, let me try this again. So tired. But anyway, yeah, uh, last saw I was saying I went to see Ghostbusters at the uh, local movie theater, the Paradiso. And I decided to, in kind of a buzz, I decided to pop in and look up my. My real Ghostbusters complete series DVD, and you know what? That is a damn good show. Like, like what episodes would cause that? Like, did you review or? I watched the first season and most of the syndicated season. Um, anything that st- stood out from it? Well, it well for one, at a time when the real go, at a time when cartoons had like this established big villain, this threatening one, they all heroes have to deal with. Ghostbusters didn't do that. They had like, it's what makes it such a interesting idea is that the episodes are usually just a day in the life of the Ghostbusters. What they walk day is like is like yeah like it's been a long time since I've seen the real Ghostbusters like 96 when Fox Family was airing them 
Like, describe. really great voice chemistry. Like, uh, Linda Music, Arsenio Hall, Melissa Ramos, and Frank Walker had chemistry on call with Molly, Ackroyd, Ramos, and Hudson. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um. And this segment is... Anything else, or... Um, I think that's it. I guess. Um, yeah. We're wrap this up now. Yeah. Well, it's like, yeah, let's just... Anything else you want to add, Tune, or... Like, what do you want to discuss? This, is, this isn't a really short episode, but... Okay, let's... I don't know. Yeah, wants your voice heard in the new epic conclusion of the Batman trilogy, The Dark Knight Rises. Alright. Yeah, make that CD Popeye movie, but I think I knew that. So. Yeah. But, it's like, man, this is just the suckiest episode since the. <laughs> this well, is the second yeah. episode. Yes. Oh, I'm man. Well, it's, well just, he had some fun. He had funny moments. He had, he had some good moments. He had some good laughs. Yeah, but it's like the second segment was just crap. Well, keep on experimenting and find out what works. Well, but for the most part, the big topic segments will continue on. Yes. And go ahead, have. But, like, want to briefly touch upon the Hub's one-year anniversary that we missed it. Um, Alright guys, I'll talk to you guys later. Happy Thanksgiving. What Thanksgiving? The? But, no, I'm posting this, like next week. I think. Yes, next week. Yeah. Holy crap, thanks to tomorrow, tomorrow, but... Yeah, we, we'll have a, there's going to be a traditional things. I don't know what we will do for our Thanksgiving episode. I'm not going to be here for our Thanksgiving episode because I'll be playing Zelda. Favorite Thanksgiving specials? Uh, yeah. Um, Don, you may not want to eat your turkey. You'll be, like, freaking tired. I don't remember any big Thanksgiving episodes or specials outside of, like... like a hey, wasn't it like a Hey Arnold Thanksgiving episode? And then I was like, a love that Thanksgiving episode. Oh, all Thanksgiving. That was a real Ghostbusters Thanksgiving episode. It involved a ghost possessing a, a Thanksgiving Day balloon and the Ghostbusters having to get the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man to fight it. Hmm. I need to watch that show. Back when Thanksgiving actually meant something. Now people were just skipping over the holiday. Oh, it's Christmas. Oh, wait, oh, wait think about Christmas. Well, oh, how Thanksgiving? Oh, this is my turkey, man. Oh, my freaking turkey. We gotta vent. Even if it means we record next week. We could so next can, week. What? What must be that? So you can play Skyward Sword of that entire weekend or Sunday. The Skyward Sword. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cannot wait for that up. game. I want to go to bed early. Okay, let's just wrap this all up. Got ponies in the morning. Oh, yeah, we got ponies. ponies. I got work, so let's just wrap this all up. Um, bed in the morning. Don't ask. Fun pie, fun pie, fun pie, fun pie. Real scratch pie at gmail.com. I can't read my Do we have any email? Um, I can check. 
I don't leave all check most of the time. I mean, the last email we got was like some PR message. About Beavis and Butthead, yeah, but it's like, we did discuss it, so. Ah. Behind the scenes stuff. Don't know if we'll be kept. Someone invited to join us on Facebook. us to join Facebook. Someone wants y'all found on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> um, okay, Mitchell, you can be our friend. I'm sure you are a very nice person, you can be our friend. Wow. I think we of course, you have to sign up for Facebook first. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to sign up for Facebook. With our real scratchpad at gmail.com e email account. Because <laughs> I think you did establish the real scratchpad's Facebook page. Yes, yeah, our Facebook page. Which you'll find a link at blah, blah, blah. So, uh, sorry, we can't find you. If you have any questions, comments, criticisms, anything, uh, email us at realscratchpad at gmail.com. We are lit. I am literally begging. Don't know about the others. At this point, I do not give a damn. As long as you're listening, as long as you're downloading, as long as we know you are actually paying attention, mm -hmm. and then I'm okay with it. But I mean, you I look know, at the download views. You got like three downloads last night, chat for the first episode of the Scratchcast. So you see, guys are listening. Mhm. Mm but you know, it also helps if you could just tell us if we suck or not. Yes. Like, honestly, we will accept if you tell us. Downloads have fuck. gone up to 50 now. And that's Ooh. just from archive.org. I have no idea what the. I, but I think numbers it's because are. the uh, feed is speeded off of the. It is the down, archive.org downloads. Because uh. it is just the link. Because I had to copy the direct link onto our. um Onto the feed. Ah, okay. So it may be coming from that as well. That number includes that as well, so. But yeah, if you also like this, you can also submit a review on iTunes. <laughs> if you have the account. Or, you know, just tweet us, Real Scratch Pad. Or comment on the pit episode's page, therealscratchpad.wordpress.com. We're all on Twitter, at tune underscore faithful, at the real Don East, at Rack Attack Force, at Tetris Dork. But we are not on Google Plus because screw that shit. We might be on Google Plus. Remember, the Gmail account does double as our YouTube account. True, which no use because we don't have any videos. Yeah, but yes. still, it helps. Well, screw Google Plus. You don't need another social networking site. You have enough of those. I almost thought about doing a form spring, so we just have like a random question time. So you can just post your questions on to our form spring account, and we will answer them. Yay! Want to do that? Um, sure. Let's do that. I guess. All right, new form potential form spring account. Want me to register it, or? And we can do it. All right. I'm busy with applying for college and all that good stuff. So I'll apply. I'll register it. 
Make sure to buy Maul for a three next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so in any case, good night, happy hope. thanks, wait, just bye. <laughs> bye. Happy Thanksgiving. If, we're, if this episode does indeed come out by Thanksgiving. <laughs> it should come out before then, but if it comes by at Thanksgiving, then whatever, I don't care. Laters. Play us out. Eat all your pudding. Bye. Good night.